Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Say What You Like weekly NFL Power Rankings. And you know how we do it here on Say What You Like. We take the top 10 teams in the NFL and we rank them here for you. So week 9 is in the books. So we got to talk about the top 10 going into week 10. But before I do, I want to talk a little bit about these little skirmishes going on in week 9. I mean, did you guys see that AJ Green versus Jalen Ramsey fight? I mean, got out of hand real quick, right? I mean, quote Ron Burgundy, but that got out of hand fast. I mean, A.J. Green was throwing hands with helmets on. And a guy like A.J. Green, you know, his hands, they're his moneymaker. So you don't really want to see A.J. Green throwing hands while Jalen Ramsey has his helmet on. You know, just something you don't want to see if you're a Bengals fan because, you know, the guy makes money and he makes plays with his hands. But uh, Jalen Ramsey did give a little cheap shot you know AJ Green wasn't looking gave him a little shove but still AJ Green lost his cool man and uh, you know what it'd be interesting to see how the league you know comes down on on AJ Green especially but even Jalen Ramsey you never know you know the way the league is they're not always fair and they don't always think their punishments through but that's enough about that the other big fight did you see the Jameis Winston I mean he was on the sidelines comes onto the field taps a guy on the Saints and they get into it. And then, you know, Evans, the wide receivers, you know, he's got to have his quarterbacks back and straight up <laughs> knocks this guy out. So, you know, just some bad looks for some of these guys. But again, you can't blame a guy who's sticking up for his quarterback, no doubt. But hey, enough about these fights. Let's get in to the top 10 teams here going into week 10. All right, getting into the top 10 for week 10. At first, I wanted to go with the Carolina Panthers because as inconsistent as this team can be, when they are on, they are on fire, right? And at 6-3, and three, you're not going to find another team with a better record outside of the top 10. So, you know, why not? But then <laughs> I, I heard that press conference and that was the deal breaker for me. Cam Newton went up there and he said that this team reminds him of the Titanic. I mean, a little history lesson, Cam, but... I think the Titanic sunk, right? That was the big story. You know, maybe I, I don't know my history, but I seen the movie and I could have sworn the Titanic went down. So I'm going to have to mark you down here on that one, too. So, of course, I was going to jump on the Seattle Seahawks bandwagon because they're five and three. Yeah, they're coming off a loss against Washington. 17, uh, 17, 14 loss, you know, at the hands of Kirk Cousins coming back in the fourth quarter and winning it big for all those non-believers all those Kirk Cousin non-believers I mean look he's winning games in the fourth quarter so can't be too down on good old Kirk o Cousins now Seattle has a plus 40 uh, point differential so I thought okay they're winning and they're winning convincingly that might be enough to sneak them here on the top 10 but then you just you just realize that they they just lost to the Washington Redskins who basically have no offensive line and it kind of reminded me that Seattle doesn't have an offensive line. So it was a wash right there. So I really can't justify putting Seattle here. So alas, at number 10, I'm going Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, they might be a bit inconsistent as well. But hey, they're no less or more inconsistent than the Carolina Panthers. And I think if this team faced off with Seattle, I think they can go toe-to-toe -to -toe with Seattle as well. The only difference is this Jags team, hey... They're in first place in their division, and neither Seattle nor Carolina can say that. So, 
Let's go Jags. You're the underdog, and I'm pulling for you guys. Don't make me a fool. Show the people you belong here in the top 10. In at number 9, I have me some Buffalo Bills. Now, the Buffalo Bills are coming off a loss here, and it was an ugly loss to the New York Jets, no doubt. But they're still 5-3, and three, and let's just hope, let's just hope there's no meltdown after midseason because let's face it we've seen these bills get off to hot starts and kind of fade as the season goes on but i've corrected myself this week head coach sean mcdermott looks to have changed the culture around there he's got these bills playing tough he's got the running game established and the defense has some lapses and coverages at times but outside of those lapses i mean they are a solid defense so i gotta keep them here in week nine but they're going to have to show me something if they're going to stay here in the top 10 for much longer. After starting 5-0 and you're now 6-3, the Kansas City Chiefs drop all the way down to number 8 in the top 10. Now, number 8 is nothing to sneeze at. I mean, you're a top 10 team. You're a top 10 team. That means you're a contender. But... We thought this team was legit. We thought this team was a number one or two team in the entire NFL. But I don't know what's going on with these Chiefs. I think the injury to D. Ford really affected them in this game against Dallas. It really didn't allow them to get the pass rush that you're usually used to seeing out of that Kansas City defensive front. But, you know, they need to shore up that run D especially because Ezekiel Elliott was... You know, he may not have ran roughshod over the team, but he got consistent yardage in that running game. And that's something that the Kansas City Chiefs cannot afford to let a team have because it keeps the ball away from that explosive offense and all those weapons on the offense. And I could not finish this segment without giving props to Tyreek Hill on the Hill Mary. They're calling it the Hill Mary because... I couldn't believe that touchdown at the half. Orlando Skandrick, what in the hell are you thinking? What? I mean, come on, make the tackle. I, it, it was ridiculous, but that just so shows you how dangerous some of these weapons are on Kansas City. I mean, Tyreek Hill, I mean, he, he, he was like four on seven, and he outran the seven with three guys in front of him. So props to KC, props to Tyreek Hill. They're still a tough team, and you know what? They're still in control of that AFC West because the rest of the AFC West... They pretty much proved that they were pretenders after a couple of fast starts. But Kansas City looks like they're going to be in here for the long haul and be that playoff contender out of the AFC West division this year. In at number seven, my Dallas Cowboys. Now the Cowboys are coming off their most impressive win of the season by beating the Kansas City Chiefs at home, taking care of business. Now, of course, the big question going forward for this team is how long will Ezekiel Elliott be able to play? Apparently, there's going to be a big deal in court sometime during this week, and they're looking to get a decision to see if he can play for the rest of the season or he might not be playing as early as next weekend's game. So it's a big question mark for Dallas because we all know Ezekiel Elliott is the engine that runs this offense I mean that's that's where the horsepower comes from that's the big horse and with Des Bryant going down with the little ankle injury and, and and all that you know you really need your big horses but T will stepped up when Des went down 149 yards receiving uh, some big big plays and and Dak in this defense you know those are going to be the keys going forward down the stretch 
keeping this Cowboys team as a contender. And look, they still have two games against the Philadelphia Eagles. And the Philadelphia Eagles just so happen to be two games ahead of the Dallas Cowboys. So if they could find a way to sweep, you never know. As, as impressive as those Eagles are looking, it's not an impossibility here. And that's why the Cowboys have climbed and scratched and clawed their way all the way back up to number seven. After winning six straight games, in at number six are these New Orleans Saints. Now, the New Orleans Saints, they straight embarrassed the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this weekend, beating them badly, 30-10. to 10, And they pretty much just put that final nail in the coffin of the Buccaneers, who we thought were going to have an explosive offense, but really haven't shown us nothing as of the halfway point here. But New Orleans now goes on the stretch they've had a few easy games you gotta admit with wins over teams like the Dolphins the Bears and the Buccaneers in the last few weeks but check this out the schedule is going to get tougher they have to travel to Buffalo take on Kirk Cousins and the Redskins <laughs> go down into LA play those Rams and then you got the two big division games against the Panthers and the Falcons so we're about to see just how legit this New Orleans Saints team is in the next few weeks but so far they're looking pretty damn good, if you know what I mean. At 6-2 and two, and coming off a 51-point game, winning the game 51-17 over the hapless New York Giants, we got the Los Angeles Rams. And all I can say is this, what a difference a coach makes. Because ever since they changed this coach, this entire offense looks different. And here's a fun fact if you're a Rams fan. This 2017 version of the Rams, halfway through the season, has already outscored the 2016 Rams. What does that tell you? That's why this team is 6-2 on their way to a surprising playoff berth this week. I mean, that's just the way it's looking as of the halfway point. Yeah, they beat up the hapless Giants, but you know what? They dominated them, and that's what you expect a good team to do is dominate a bad team, and that's what these Rams just went out and did. So, look, Sean McVay, Jared Goff, Todd Gurley, and that offense, you know, that defense is also clicking. They got plenty of talent on both sides of the ball. No reason to doubt that the Rams can't win this division over the perennial division winner Seattle Seahawks it looks like there might be a changing of the guard here in 2017 keeping steady here from last week at number four we have the Minnesota Vikings now I know a lot of you guys out there are saying what the hell do you have the Vikings so high up there at number four you look at teams like the LA Rams the New Orleans Saints even the Dallas Cowboys you can arguably put them ahead of the Minnesota Vikings but let's face it this Minnesota Vikings defense is legitimate they're able to win no matter what quarterback they put out there under center they won whether Sam Bradford is out there or not they win whether Bridgewater is out there or not they even mess around and put Case Keenum out there and they're still winning games. So they're in first place in the NFC North. We all know that Aaron Rodgers went down. So there's no reason to believe that this team cannot lock down this division and get into the playoffs. And a little fun fact for you before I go. Teddy Bridgewater is, is expected to be active in Week 10. So let's see how that all plays out. But until then, it's legit. The Minnesota Vikings are a strong 
number four here as of the mid-season point here. Now let's get into this top three here for the Week 10 NFL Power Rankings. At number three, I have the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now the Pittsburgh Steelers did not play this weekend. They are going to be coming off a bye week. And at 6-2, and two, they are for in first place of the NFC North. And it, it doesn't really look like there's going to be any competition coming from up out of that division. And let's look at the schedule here. It looks like a bunch of cream puffs on the Pittsburgh Steelers schedule. So I think the Pittsburgh Steelers at this point have pretty much locked up this division and you can pretty much just book their ticket for the postseason. You got the Colts coming up next for them, then the Titans, the Aaron Rodgers Packers, the Bungles, and then the Ravens. So you know what? I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Pittsburgh Steelers can sweep. But even if they drop a game, they're going to be in perfect shape to have the number one overall seed in the AFC, if they could just hold off the number two team in my power rankings. And that number two team is the New England Patriots. They're at six and two. They're back in charge of the AFC East. Bill Belichick, Tom Brady, this dynamic duel looks to be going on for quite some time going into the future because they traded Jimmy Garoppolo to the San Francisco 49ers so you know the Tom Brady era isn't going to end anytime soon. The only question I have with this team so far throughout this season is how much are they going to miss Julian Edelman in the playoffs because I can see a difference in this offense where it's not quite as consistent as we're used to seeing with Tom Brady under center. It's like he's missing his number one target in Edelman. And of course, the greatness of Tom Brady and the schematics coming from that New England coaching staff, they're going to get these Patriots into the playoffs and over that hump. But when it comes to the AFC Championship game, is the loss of Edelman going to affect this team? And at this point, only time will tell. So we'll see you in the AFC Championship game. I'm sure of that. And keeping steady atop the NFL Power Rankings at number one, the 8-1 Philadelphia Eagles. 8-1. This Philadelphia Eagles team has came from nowhere and just dominated the NFL thus far in this young NFL season. They're in first place in the NFC East. I mean, they're straight blowing teams out week after week after week. I mean, this week, just take a look at the score. 51-23 to over the no-fly zone. Look, Carson, Carson Wentz, he might have only thrown for 199 yards, but he don't have to throw for 200 yards if you're throwing for four touchdowns and you're putting up points like that. And then you trade for Jay Ajayi, and he gets in on the action and scores a long touchdown run. So this offense is balanced. This offense is legit. And you know what? A lot of people don't sing the praises of this Philadelphia O-line, but they have talent along that offensive line. Even if Peters is down, there's still talent in the middle of that line, and they still have Lane Johnson at the other end spot there, the other tackle spot there. So there, there's no reason to believe that this Philadelphia Eagles can't keep pace. I think the only legitimate challenge for this team is the Dallas Cowboys with Ezekiel Elliott. So I think the Philadelphia Eagles are going to be playing, paying some close attention to the legal proceedings going on with Ezekiel Elliott this week because I think the Cowboys with Zeke are the last hope.
in the NFC of stopping this number one team, this juggernaut of a team, the Philadelphia Eagles.